Coming up, a confession from an agency CEO. We're going to showcase a really good media idea. And finally, we're going to look at uh, some good results coming out of the Havas Group. Hello and welcome to ID.com's Media Snack, episode 14. Uh, so today we are reporting on an anonymous confession made by an agency CEO when it comes to the impact and effectiveness of digital advertising. We are. We're going to champion and showcase a really smart media and creative idea online. Yep. And there's been some really good news coming out of Havas uh, Group. So we'll touch on some of the results that they published uh, for 2015 and have a look at really what's going on within that group. All coming up on ID.com's Media Snack in just the time it takes to eat a sandwich. Okay, so first up this week, uh, we came across a very interesting story uh, which has been reported as a confession, an anonymous confession mm -hmm. by the CEO of a, an agency, we think a digital agency in the UK, yeah. um, published by uh, a company called Digiday. So, so what are, what are Digiday? Digiday, are. Digiday are... Um, one of the trade uh, publications published online, um, as the name suggests, their focus is really on digital advertising. And I think their sweet spots are the US and the UK market predominantly, but obviously being global, it has, mm -hmm. uh, it has global reach. Um, but they have a series called Confessions, uh, Confession Series, and they, uh, on, the, on the exchange of anonymity, yeah. uh, asked for complete candor uh, on some interesting topics around the industry. And the, the one that they published this week was with, uh, as I say, an agency CEO who uh, quite sensationally is declaring that all banner advertising is ineffective. Uh, and completely useless. And completely useless. Right. And given that it represents billions and billions of, yeah. of marketing investment, and it's, going it's up. quite concerning. That's the thing, right? So, so investment behind uh, display banner advertising yeah. continues to increase yeah. in the billions. Yet this CEO has said that it has absolutely no effect on sales. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's a complete waste of money. Is well, what yeah, I know. Which, which is, a, you know, it's an interesting perspective, um, and something you know, which you know, perhaps we've, uh, you know, suspected that there wasn't enough rigor and discipline being applied to decisions, particularly when it comes to display, because display, as we know, has been kind of riddled with. Uh, criticism uh, over the years that you know click-through rates and engagement rates and recall rates of, yeah. of, of just the banner stuff is what we're talking about uh, has become has reduced over time uh, and that actually really perhaps perhaps doesn't serve the purpose I think the most interesting insight from the confession mm. uh, from this reported confession was that uh, Agencies and vendors have in somewhat been complicit in making this feel like an incredibly complex area. Right? We talk yeah. a lot about this, just increasing layers of complexity in media mm. uh, and the inability to simplify. I mean, a banner can't be that complicated, right? But, but there's a lot of stakeholders involved in these kind of discussions yeah. and these decision making. And it sounds attractive. I mean, from a marketing perspective, it sounds when I can offer Absolutely. you as an agency or a vendor, yeah. I can offer you, you know, immense reach Absolutely. through banner advertising. Huge numbers, which, you know, as a currency generally seem to make you feel comfortable. Yeah. Uh, but the real 
issue is that it has absolutely no effect, according to this CEO, yeah. on sales. And so, if banner advertising were to, uh, you know, were to be removed, uh, nobody would actually miss it. Is what he said. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a multi-billion-dollar industry yeah. that's kind of built up around this, with you know layers of complexity yeah. and many vendors and stakeholders. So, uh, you know, I think one of the messages is that a lot of money has gone into this area. Uh, it's become a bit of an echo chamber. Uh, interestingly, they draw the parallel, or they make the distinction between perhaps those that really actually understand the complexity of this space are, are not doing it, mm. and not doing it as much, and actually finding other things which are perhaps more effective. Uh, effective. Yeah. And it's, it's perhaps those brands which, uh, you know, which can't navigate the decisions, don't understand perhaps how it works, and particularly not putting in the right measurements. Yeah, I think that's the issue from a, a marketer's perspective. Yeah. Uh, you know, reach is one thing, numbers, impacts and impressions is, is, is one thing. Mm. But understanding what the real KPI, what the real metric of success mm. when advertising online is going to be far more important. Yeah. And if it's not working, uh, do something else. Yeah. So this is, this is again, marketers take control, yeah. uh, get the knowledge, get control. Um, and perhaps make better decisions in this space. If it's not an effective uh, opportunity, then something else might work. And move on. So the second topic we're going to cover today is a really smart, creative and media idea uh, come out of the US for a company called Geico, yep. uh, an insurance company. Yeah. Uh, and you've been following it uh, recently. Yeah. The, um, we're obviously always on the lookout for really smart media ideas. and. Uh, Geico have built a reputation actually for some, just doing some really good uh, advertising historically and then more recently really smart media things and they, they, they won a lot of awards a couple of years ago or a year ago um, for a campaign they called Unskippable yeah. and they, Geico were the first company that really understood how to make the most of pre-roll advertising so this is the stuff that runs pre-online video mm -hmm. And it has tended to be forced viewing. So, you know, you might have a, an ad, a 30-second ad or something that you have to watch before you get to your Beyonce video, yeah, which is what they talk about. Which is just annoying, generally. Which is sometimes is annoying and it feels intrusive. Um, there's a YouTube product called TrueView, which you might have seen, which gives you the little countdown, five seconds. Mm. And the idea was is that you're forced to watch five seconds, but then you can skip. Yeah. And then depending on where you decide to skip the ad, the client only pays either all or proportion or something. So... Mm. Um, so that was a feature, TrueView. Uh, Geico understood that brilliantly mm. two years ago, and they created a campaign called Unskippable, which you might have seen, and we'll provide the links to, because they're just really entertaining pieces of film. And the, the Unskippable campaigns uh, say, basically say, you don't need to skip this ad, because all the information is in the first five seconds. Right. Uh, and I won't... If you haven't seen it, you probably have seen it already, but I won't spoil the outcome. But the, what they do with the remaining time is actually so compelling that you can't skip. So, in effect, you end up watching the whole thing. It's just a really clever yeah. way of understanding how the format works. Yeah. You know? And media, as we keep saying, is so complicated. Brands that really get how to bring a format to life really, really stand out. And yeah. Geico have been brilliant at this. Um, but they haven't just stopped there. So that was regarded as really the best media idea of 2015. It was that, that won a can award. Yeah, it, it was multi-award winning last year. Um, and uh, people have kind of delighted in the simplicity mm. of its application. But thinking that perhaps that couldn't be better, they've just come out with something even better, uh, which is so clever. And this is, a, this is the next iteration 
called Fast Forward. Yeah. And again, from the Martin Agency. And uh, again, it runs as, as pre-roll, pre-online video. And so it's, it's, it's live now on YouTube. Um, and so they're still using 15-second film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they actually t- deliver the message in three seconds this time. And they film the middle of the video um, with an announcement that they are fast-forwarding to the end of the film to yeah. save you time. Because their whole prom- preposition is about, uh, you know, 15 minutes online can save you 15%. That's always been their right. strap line. Okay. So it's always about, you know, speed, mm. get you to the answer quickly. Mm. Um, and they're, they're living that in their advertising. And so the format of these things, they set up a premise uh, in, in, a, in a three seconds worth of ad, fast-forward then to the end of that ad... And you're missing the middle of the story, yeah. and so you and it's the way they've set them up is means it's very difficult to understand how that scene got from yeah. A to Z. Yeah, brilliantly uh, cryptic. Yeah, yeah, and it's what it's it's so clever because the middle, the meat, the middle delivers the the proposition of Geico, yeah. which is saving you time, helping you out. But actually, again, the content that they're providing is so compelling because you go. What on earth has happened yeah. in the middle there? You, you, you just have to click to find the deeper story. Mm. So from this 15-second tease, if you were waiting to watch your Beyonce video, uh, actually, it's, you can't resist now clicking into that campaign. And they've made you know, 60, 90-second yeah, films. Right. It's quite, they're quite long, yeah. Which are the full stories, of which you've only seen the, mm. the, the beginning and the end. It's a brilliant example of great creative and yeah. media working together yeah. at a time when we're constantly complaining about the quality of online advertising, the rise of ad blocking. Yeah. Uh, this is a, a brilliant example of, of great advertising yeah. engaging with consumers. Exactly. Brilliant. And it's, it's unavoidable and I'm sure it will be hugely successful. So you would expect uh, perhaps another round of award wins from Geico on this. They're really setting the bar, certainly when it comes to, to video advertising. Good for them. Mm. So our transparency study that we've um, spoken about on a couple yeah. of media snacks closes today. Yeah. And we've had a great response to it, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, it's been really, really good. And thank you for everybody that's, that's taken the time to fill it in, even though it took, uh, took five minutes to, to fulfil the, the survey. Um, it's gone really well. It's only been running 10 days. We've had um, an overwhelming response, frankly. And from you know, marketing, procurement, agency, vendor, a very broad perspective of, yeah. of the industry, transparency and kind of trust. Um, and so if you haven't had the opportunity to fill it in, we'll provide the link again. Um, please do so. So we've, we've, uh, we've got to close it today so we can start reporting on some of the amazing insights that Absolutely. we're getting from it. Good. Okay, finally today, um, there's been some recent very positive reporting um, from the Havas Group. And we don't we haven't spoken about Havas no, much, so it's about time that we did yeah. um, to put that right. So Havas um, are another of the uh, Havas Group is another one of the kind of full service agency groups, um, slightly smaller than some of the bigger names that perhaps we talk about, the WPP and the publicists and Omnicom and people like that. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit smaller, but you know, equally uh, you know doing great work for clients, and they're starting to publish some really interesting. Yeah, findings right. now figures so Yannick Bolloré uh, the the, uh, the CEO uh, the youthful CEO of uh, mm. <laughs> Havas uh, group 
uh, announced uh, the results of 2015, and revenues globally were up nearly 19% mm. to £1.7 billion. In the UK, uh, revenues were up uh, 17%, so you're doing really, really well. Yeah. Uh, organic growth globally was up by five percent in the UK by four. So it's organic, so it's not just because they made no. some acquisitions. So they, they spent. Well? They were quite aggressively going into the marketplace, and I think they spent about eighteen million uh, euros uh, yeah. acquiring smart, smaller, kind yeah. of creative content digital shops. Um, but you know, five percent organic growth is a really good result. Yeah. And, and so, what's what's kind of driving that? Because my my observation of Havas, I think historically Havas was you know, perhaps unfairly has been regarded as a kind of a less polished, you know, smaller agency network. And it, mm. it was made up of a, a mixture of different agency brands, a little bit rough around the edges, not the, and the operational structure was perhaps not that clear. The Havas brand itself was, yeah. didn't feel that substantial. But I think in the last couple of years, yeah. we seem to have kind of pulled these things together. It feels a bit more... Uh, a bit well well oiled machine has a much clearer structure. You know, I think what Yannick Bellore in terms of setting out his vision <clears throat> and his narrative around the business <clears throat> has been really, really positive. Yeah, and they've uh, got a good management team. You know, yeah. just in the UK, how us media have have. Uh, uh, promoted uh, Paul Frampton mm. to uh, the CEO level of all of their media yeah. operations. They've got a good team in place and uh, they obviously got a very strong strategy mm. and a clear strategy and a clear vision that is being laid out by Yannick and it's working for them. Yeah. Uh, and next year they're going to all migrate their offices into uh, Havas Village, I think it's going to be called. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be based in, in King's Cross and they're gonna, it's going to contain all of the Havas uh, operating companies, both mm. creative and media. And that's happening around the world? So, so they have it. It's a, it's a blueprint that I think they're following from, from, uh, from Paris, yeah. where everything is housed together, yeah. uh, allowing for greater integration, I think, across all of their yeah. business units. Which um, is what we're, see we're seeing a lot of the agency groups actually mm. come physically together. Um, you know, we're, see we're certainly seeing it in London. You know, a lot of the Omnicom agencies are now coming to new buildings. Yeah. We've got... Um, a lot of the Group M agencies shortly moving into one building in right. in, in London. Um, so, you know these, uh, you know this kind of cross group, and we and actually we've talked about it in relation to the publicist restructure, right? That's Again, right. which is bringing together the assets mm. to enable clients, I guess, to easier navigate across the group offering. Yeah. Um, and there's benefit from the group perspective, I guess, in keeping as much of the client's assignments within the group and then yeah. leveraging that. That's good. It makes a lot of sense. That opportunity. Um, so it's good. It's good to hear and it's great to see Havas, you know, making some great forward momentum. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's there's good noise around them, I mm. think. And then we're hearing interesting things about, you know, succession planning and longevity that the Bolores kind of view the business. Yeah. It, it's not going to be a, a, a quick build and sell, which yeah. is what everybody's been anticipating. Absolutely. Um, and so long may that continue. Absolutely. Uh, that's it for now. Have a good weekend. I say that. Oh! <laughs>